Dallum Hartley County's Hospital District holds a special place in many of our hearts. They are a cornerstone and pillar of the Delhart community. The Dallum Hartley County's Hospital District helps take care of our family, friends, and more on a daily basis. They help keep us healthy with offering emergency care to labor and delivery, family medicine to assisted living, and much more. Dallum Hartley County's Hospital District is committed to providing the highest quality care close to home. In the know. To be knowledgeable or having access to information about something, being privy to special or new information, or this program on KXIT. It's time now for In the Know, brought to you by your Dalhart Connection, bringing our community together with new and important information with your host, Dyke Rogers, and this week's guest. Welcome to this week's edition of In the Know podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Graves. I have the pleasure for setting in for Dyke Rogers and the pleasure of interviewing today's guest. They come to us from the Dallas Hartley County Hospital District Sleep Disorders Center. Let's get to know them. First of all, let's say hello to Melissa Bundy. Hello. Hello. Melissa, you are the sleep studies consultant at the hospital district. Tell us about yourself and about your job. Well, um, I have been in sleep medicine for about 20 years. Um, it's something that I'm very passionate about. Sleep um, is is so important to the quality of your life and overall well-being. Sleep apnea in particular can cause so many health disorders. And so this is something that I um, have had the, the privilege of helping many hospitals start and saving so many lives. Okay, so I was told the Dalhart Hospital has had sleep studies for a while, but it's recently been revamped under your direction. So. Yes, yes. So what did you come in and help the hospital district to do with the sleep studies? Well, um, a mutual friend of, of Casey's and mine um, recognized the missed opportunity in Dalhart with the sleep center. Um, we have a sleep center in another facility that is just booming and she we were talking about it one day and I said wow like y'all have so many providers and your population is more than this community you guys should be full all the time there's so many patients that are not not receiving the quality of care they need due to due to the lack of um, testing and we started talking and um, it's been noted we've been doing this for almost two months volume is through the roof our providers are excited they're on board they're engaged and um, the community is really responding well. We also have with us Michelle Gard, the Director of Respiratory and Sleep Studies at the Hospital District. Michelle, tell us about yourself and what you do at the Sleep Lab. I oversee the operations of getting the referrals in from the providers, as well as getting the patients scheduled, uh, making sure that the patients get their CPAP machines um, after they get their sleep studies done and coordinate that with the physicians and follow up with the patients for a time after they have their CPAP to make sure that they stay compliant. How long have you been with the hospital district? I've been with the district off and on since 2004, most recently, um, the director of respiratory since February of 2020. Okay, good deal. So the importance of a good night's sleep, this is something near and dear to my heart. Yes. (laughs) Um, Very much so. Uh, Sleep studies, when you think of sleep studies, you think of sleep apnea. So let's just go through the basics. What is a sleep study? Well, so there are over 80 sleep disorders, and there are um, a few types of sleep studies. So a sleep study um, that's done in the sleep center is is a way for us to check for all the sleep disorders, okay? And then if you need to be on CPAP, we can put you on CPAP, get it to the right pressure, make sure the mask fits appropriately, all of those things if you have sleep apnea. 
The other type of sleep study is a home sleep study. Home sleep studies, patients are typically more excited about because they get to do it in the comfort of their own home. They only look for sleep apnea, and sleep apnea is the most prevalent sleep disorder. Um, Sleep apnea can lead to or worsen so many comorbidities, such as hypertension, diabetes. Um, It can lead to depression, migraines. I personally, my husband has sleep apnea, and true story, I threatened pillow therapy on his face if he didn't go get tested (laughs) because his snoring was keeping me up all night. And I was like, man, I've got to get some sleep. So yes, pillow therapy. We don't do that in the sleep center. We stopped that. No, we don't do that in the sleep center. But sleep apnea is just, it can be so detrimental to your health. And so um, it's important that if you, if you suffer from snoring, if you wake up tired, if you have diabetes, especially diabetes and sleep apnea are so closely linked. If you have depression, high blood pressure, if you're just not feeling right, talk to your provider. It is so important for your health. It will keep you, I can't say that it will keep you from ever having a heart attack because obviously other things play into that, but it's important for your heart health. It, It can lead to strokes. It's just, it is critical for your health. And sleep apnea is basically why you stop breathing when yes, you're sleeping. Yes, yes. You you stop breathing, or your your breathing um, isn't is more shallow, and your oxygen goes up and down. And so um, that is that is not good for your heart and your brain. It's just not, and it takes a toll over time. And you know what? It can aside from all the health the health risk, it just makes you cranky because you are tired and you can't think straight, and you're foggy, and ah, uh, it just exhaustion is a terrible thing. So we've all been there. And so I can't imagine living in a constant state of exhaustion. And that's what most patients with sleep disorders are living in. Okay, so sleep so sleep study at the hospital. You, if I was a patient, I would go there mm-hmm. and I would yes. basically sleep there. Yes. And how do y'all monitor the patient? So I don't like to say that you would be sleeping at the hospital because people relate that a hospital to chronic illness and other things. And so, yes, the rooms are at the hospital, but they've been recently redone. They are beautiful rooms. They have very, very comfortable queen-size beds. They look just like a room at home. They they have a bathroom. They have all of the things. So you would come and register, and our sleep tech would would put the appropriate monitors on you. And I people tell me all the time, I'm not going to be able to sleep in the sleep center, or I can't sleep with that thing on my face if I have sleep apnea. And I always tell them the same thing. It is amazing how much better you sleep when you're breathing. It makes a huge difference. And so people do. They they start, um, they, if they meet criteria for titration, we put them on a CPAP, get the mask appropriate. The number one thing that I see with patients that have sleep apnea is a lack of follow-up to make sure that they're compliant, which Michelle mentioned. The issue is the mask typically doesn't fit correctly if they don't have that part done. It's a, it's a critical component. And so making sure they have the right mask for them, um, and that way they will wear their CPAP and they will start feeling better and their health will get better and all of the good things. And Michelle, that's what you said you do. You help with the follow-up. Correct, yes. So after the sleep study, I make sure that um, we get the patients in to see the provider um, and have their follow-up appointment. And then we order their CPAP machine, make sure the patient gets the CPAP, make sure that they're wearing it. If they need a new mask or anything of that sort, they can come to me and we can get them refit for a different mask. And that can all be done here locally. Absolutely, yes. Yes. The key point is we can do this locally. This is nice. Do you want quick and easy access to your health data and providers? Dallum Hartley County's Hospital District is allowing exactly that for each of their patients with their new patient portal powered by Meditech Expanse. The portal is available to all patients and will connect between all DHCHD locations and providers. You can access your patient portal from any mobile device or desktop computer. 
Some amazing features that you can use your patient portal for will include viewing and pre-registering for appointments, signing consent forms, completing questionnaires, updating insurance information, completing self-check-in, access provider results, and much more. Dallam Hartley County's Hospital District is the proud sponsor of this week's In the Know podcast, brought to you by the Dalhart Connection. I'll just say I have personally benefited from sleep studies. I have apnea. Mm-hmm. And yes, you cannot function. No. Um, and when you get the CPAP and you get the apnea, you start functioning again. I can speak from experience on that. Yes. And there's actually different types of sleep apnea and there's different types of PAP therapy. So um, PAP therapy is positive airway pressure. So what you're doing is you're taking the air that we're breathing right now, putting a little bit of pressure behind it to keep the windpipe open. So you are breathing while you're sleeping. And so there's obstructive apnea and there's central apnea. With obstructive apnea, which is what the majority of patients have, the airway is becoming obstructed for some reason. Your, your chest and your abdomen are still moving. You're still trying to breathe, but it's blocked. Okay. Typically, those patients snore, like my husband. <laughs> They snore, and that is a, that is a telltale sign of sleep apnea. And we 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 can actually decrease the snoring or fix that altogether too. The other type of sleep apnea is central sleep apnea, and with central sleep apnea, it's actually neurological. For some reason, the brain is not telling the body to breathe, so there's no effort in the chest and abdomen. It's a different type of machine to fix that, and for that, you do have to go to the sleep center. That is absolutely you have to. The types of machines are CPAP, which the majority of patients end up on, or BiPAP. And then there's different modes of BiPAP and different levels um, to meet different needs. And I'm not going to get into that because it can get really deep and very medical very quickly. And so I won't get into that. But we have all of those resources locally to take care of that. We also offer, offer um, MSLTs and MWTs. And again, I'm not going to get too far into that. But narcolepsy is another sleep disorder that is underdiagnosed. Those patients, well, what everybody assumes that is, is when people just, it's because of a movie from a long time ago. The girl was bowling and she threw the ball, and then passed out and hit the floor asleep, snoring. And so everyone thinks that's narcolepsy, and it's not. Patients that have narcolepsy, their their sleep rhythms are, are messed up, and um, they are absolutely living in a state of exhaustion. It's a circadian rhythm disorder, and so it's fixable with medication, but you have to have a sleep study followed by an MSLT, which is another type of sleep study, to properly diagnose that and to get that taken care of. We also offer that here as well. It's not as frequent because it's not as prominent as sleep apnea, but it is something that we offer. Yeah, I was looking at the list of other things besides apnea. You mentioned uh, insomnia, Mm -hmm. sleepwalking, Mm -hmm. uh, periodic limb movement disorder. Yes, and that is a a prevalent sleep disorder as well. I typically see a lot of them go hand in hand. A lot of patients that have sleep apnea, they think that it's just insomnia, and really they're not breathing when they're sleeping. And so their body has just... Um, you're not getting into the deeper stages of sleep and their body is just exhausted all the time, so they assume they have insomnia. That's not really the case. And a lot of times people people's legs will twitch and jerk and all of the things. I've seen it as simple as small twitches, and then I have I have seen people that literally look like they are kickstarting a motorcycle in their sleep. It is crazy. But that's those are those are fixable too with medication with your with your provider. And the sleep study is the first step at documenting that. Mm-hmm. And yes, figuring yes, it sir. Out. Also you mentioned this is interesting, night terrors. Yes, those it, are awful. Is that now my impression is that that's always been it affected children more than adults. Is that so? Yes. And so you can actually help the children with the sleep study that may be suffering from that. You can. That's a little a little more tricky. You can. It's usually a sleep hygiene issue and potentially 
something that has happened or occurred that are causing some of those things. Um, it, it goes a little bit deeper than any of the other sleep disorders. Yes. But, but a sleep study is part of, yes, uh, it can of be. the diagnosis yes, and it can the treatment. Be. And also bedwetting, too, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So. And you know what? With kiddos, we see, um, we see bedwetting um, and sleep apnea go hand in hand with kiddos. Adults are not the only ones affected by sleep apnea. A lot of times people have this mental picture of what somebody with sleep apnea looks like. And typically it's a middle-aged male that's overweight. That's what people think of. But we have had patients that um, are slender and very athletic, female, that have horrible sleep apnea. We have kiddos that are that are young, 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 young. I've We've had, I'm trying to think of the youngest patient. I think 18 months is about the youngest that I've had a done a sleep study on. But one of the first steps prior to tonsillectomy typically is having a sleep study to make sure that they have sleep, like that it's a, it's a requirement for the insurance and then post tonsillectomy to make sure the apnea is resolved. And so we see a lot of, a lot of kiddos. Here at um, Dalhart, the um, age limit will probably be about five years of age right now. That'll be the minimum. And then we just all the way up from there. Okay. So so to recap, sleep studies and the follow-up can all be done locally. Mm-hmm. And and you've, you've revamped the rooms. They're comfortable. They're beautiful. They're not as intimidating. They're beautiful. <laughs> yes. And and I'll just, I'll just, again, throw in from my personal experience, the study, you may feel, you know, to anybody who's considering it, you may feel nervous about it. And when you first get the CPAP and you're like, I have to sleep with something on my face, <laughs> you may go, this is not going to work. And I will tell you one night with the CPAP. Yes, sir. And you'll be hooked. Yes, sir. Because you, you actually get some rest and you wake up and you notice the difference. Do you leave so. home without it? No. If you travel? No. That's right. No. That's right. I we. Can't. We went camping last summer, and we actually made sure we found a site in a tent. Whole different story. Don't recommend. But <laughs> we actually, we actually made sure we had a campsite that had electricity so he could take his CPAP because he wakes up miserable with a headache. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. That is that is awesome that this can be done here locally. So, yes. um, how does one uh, get a sleep study here in town? What's the steps you have to go through? We have a screener on our website. Um, You can go to our main um, website, dhchd.org, and at the bottom you can look at outpatient services, and it will show you sleep therapy, and you can follow the questionnaire on there. That'll come to me, um, and then I can coordinate with your physician, your primary care doctor, to get you an order for a sleep study. You can also go and just see your primary care physician if you think that it's a need. Um, Make an appointment with your primary care doctor. Have a conversation with them. They will fax an order over to us, and we will get get, get you taken care of. We take care of all of the prior authorization for the insurance. Every step to complete the continuity of care, we we take care of. I want to add, too, for patients that are on CPAP or BiPAP right now, there's a misconception that once you have a titration study, which is putting you on that therapy, that you never have to worry about it again. And that is just not true. If you have any major medical changes, if you start snoring again, if you wake up tired, significant weight gain, significant weight loss, you need to have another titration to get the pressures right. It's also something that you really need to have checked every five years because more than likely the pressures need to be adjusted. As we age, it's just one of those things like we have to we have to deal with. So it's important to make sure we stay on top of that, again, because it does cause health issues. So follow up every five years as a general mm-hmm. rule of thumb, Unless, or if your symptoms start mm-hmm. to worsen again. Yes. And people that are on therapy, they know. They're like, hey, I, I'm i not feeling rested anymore, or I'm snoring, or your wife threatens again the pillow therapy. <laughs> so. Thank you so much. 
uh, Melissa and Michelle for telling us about the sleep studies that are available here locally. And we encourage anybody who is suffering from those symptoms to look into it. Absolutely. Definitely. And now we want to talk to uh, Michelle Maka, the marketing director at the hospital district. She has some events to talk about. Yes. Uh, thank you for having us again. Um, there's just a couple of things coming up at the hospital district um, that are open to the community. Um, we have a blood drive coming up on May 10th. And if you want to schedule an appointment to come in and donate blood, you can do so on our website, um, dhchd.org. And also we have an exciting event coming up. It's going to be free and it's uh, family centered. We're going to call the Healthy Kids Day, and that'll be May 16th, and it's an event where you can come and meet the providers. We have a couple new ones um, that are accepting new patients. We're going to have bouncy houses, a petting zoo, and some other activities there for the kids, as well as food. Again, it's free for anyone who wants to attend, and um, at that time, you can just meet all of our providers, and if you want to sign up to be a new patient, you can do so at that time as well. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate it. All right, so this has been In the Know part of the Dalhart Connection. Be sure to go to kxit.com for past episodes and other community information, and we'll see you next week. Dallam-Hartley County's Hospital District adopted a new mission statement. The mission of the Dallam-Hartley County's Hospital District is to provide quality health care to our rural community while inspiring hope and improving the health and well-being of every patient. We are committed to being compassionate, confidential, and welcoming our communications and treatment. Our values, respect and compassion for all, upholding ethical standards, consistent communication, embracing continuous improvement, and a cohesive work environment. Our vision, to be the trusted healthcare provider among our communities most admired for its integrity, transparency, and quality of patient care.